Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Emperor's Court, the finest talk show in online gaming. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight. Lots have been going on the past week since last we spoke. Lots to get to, so we should get to that in a second. Uh, Very briefly, there's connection problems, I'm being told, somewhere uh, along the network. And apparently we're not broadcasting to part of the West Coast tonight. And parts of Canada, don't ask me why, I don't know, I'm simply passing that on. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the topics of discussion tonight, and there has been an itinerary change, um, tonight we were supposed to talk about, have the uh, first of three-part series on World of Warcraft's Burning Crusade. There is going to be a bit of a change, actually, and I'm looking at that in a second. If you wish to get in contact with me, contact or uh, comment on the show, get your uh, opinion heard, not a problem. Join us in IRC, that's Internet Relay Chat, at irc.solidirc.com. We're in channel 1G. If you want to hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger, you can do that, too, at EMP, the number 1, the letter G, EMP1G. Or if you'd like to fire me off an email, either I'll get it to it during the show or usually afterward, I... Do answer all my emails, although because of the sheer amount I get after a show, sometimes it takes me a couple days. You can send one to emperor1g at cox, C-O-X, dot net. All right, what has been going on since last we've spoken? Well, you guys know that our sponsors, the harborbluegroup.com and Blizzlink Network, blizzlink.com, uh, have been putting together the radiolinknet.com website, and that's what we're all doing here is making the Radiolink Network. Basically a network for games, for gamers, for you guys to listen, whether it be music, talk, radio, shoutcast, you name it. Well, the long-awaited site has finally gone up. It's finally live at radiolinknet.com. I want you all to go take a look at it. Now, the site has not actually been completed uh, due to some personal issues that uh, got in the way for our webmaster, and that happens. Everybody has to deal with them. You do, I do. So it took a little longer than we anticipated. But the final site is up. A couple more tweaks begin. 
that we have to put in, and then we start phase two, which is really pimping stuff out here, uh, trying to get the word out about what we're doing, uh, really start hardcore recruiting for broadcasters, because at the moment, we only have two regulars, that being me and Air for Life, who you can hear every Wednesday at uh, uh, com, which is the site we've been running on, our clan site, for a state of Warcraft, if you'd like to listen to Warcraft 3. There you go. Sorry. Yes, thank you. I'm getting an update on my sheet. Thank you very much, in-studio producer, of my appreciation. A shout-out to Black Mini tonight, the division leader of uh, the Imperial Guard for World of Warcraft, who's finally tuning in tonight. He's actually found the time, so it's about friggin' time. And then, obviously, Heroin, Schizophrenic, and DJ and the rest of the crew are in IRC listening to the show per the usual. Well, I'm glad that, DJ, you can hear me since you're West Coast Canada. I guess you're one of those very few. One of those lucky Canadians. Anyways, what we're going to start doing, um, this show, this one, the Emperor's Court, is going to start seeing some renovations. Probably within the next month or two, you'll start seeing some some uh, stuff added, whether it be commercials, whether it be special segments, different intros, some voiceovers. Mystic Mim and I, and actually with Baron's input, have been working on some things behind the scenes. A lot of this stuff has been waiting simply because we were waiting for the site itself to go live. Uh, we wanted to do a few things. We wanted to really kind of expand our wings of creativity. The problem was we didn't see a point to it when we were running it off the clan site and only to a, a portion of our normal audience. You know, at any one given time, we get it to about we get about maybe a little over 100 listeners live, uh, five to eight thousand downloads for my show in a week. You know, traditionally we don't give out those numbers, but just to give you an idea. Now, what we're expecting to do, what we're hoping to do over the next six months, is double that. So now you see what we've been kind of holding, hoarding our best ideas. In fact, uh, Schizophrenic and I and Meanie were talking about doing an uh, interview with a couple of players uh, from World of Warcraft. Uh, and this is not specifically a World of Warcraft show. It just seems to be this is how the show originally started off with. We still you know, have roots in the game we, we began this show on. And because it is the biggest thing going right now. So there is that. Be warned. All right, topic of discussion tonight. A couple things. The first half hour is going to be com- it's a complete wash. We will not be going over the Burning Crusade. I don't have the time, and here's why. I want to comment on something that really has pissed me off. Okay, I'll wait for the snickers and laughter to die, to die down at home there. Oh my god, Emperor's mad at something? Yeah, I know, big shock, right? Online gambling is going to be our topic for uh, tonight, uh, for the first half hour. I want to get to this, and if you like online gambling of any kind, um, you, you've got to hear this, in, in case you're not aware of it. I'm going to lay it all out for you. And I've got some takes on this. Uh, the second thing I want to get to tonight, uh, World of Warcraft appeared in South Park. Now, I know not everybody is aware of this, although I thought everybody had heard about it. So i, I got to get... you got to hear about this. I'm going to tell you about that. I saw the episode, and I'll tell you where you can go and watch it. Um, a couple of small things that came, came across this week that I found kind of funny, kind of interesting. Uh, and the simple fact that uh, I finally got my sword. Finally. The only thing I've ever actually really wanted in World of Warcraft, because I'm not a gear freak. Yeah, I, I, you know, don't really care about my gear. And I've, the one thing I've always wanted, because I'm a throwback to the old all of my line days, the old tank mage, where you know I could cast, you know, magic, but I actually beat the shit out of you with, with a bone arrow and a sword. That was my thing. Actually, I used a war mace, but you can't use mace as a mage. But I used, to, I, I did spec sword for like a year. So I've always been after a one-handed sword in World of Warcraft. So I just think it's cooler than a staff. That's just me. Maybe I'm getting small pathetic pleasure out of certain parts of the game because other aspects just don't entertain me. But this one does, and I finally got one. So we'll get to that too. All right, biggest topic tonight. I want to talk about, you know, I'm sorry, let's get, you're right. I'm sorry, 
Mim, you're right. Let's get the small stuff out of the way first. Because this is this is really going to oh, the slam the desk. That's how pissed I am about this. All right, first thing. World of Warcraft um, actually contracted with Blizzard. Um, I'm not sure really who contacted who, but they contracted together. If you have not seen it, uh, this past Wednesday was the first episode of Season 10 for South Park that airs on Comedy Central. In this episode, the entire episode was about um, the four players, uh, the four main characters, you know, um, Kyle, Stan, Cartman, and Kenny, all playing World of Warcraft. And they have uh, scenes from the game, they have scenes from the cartoon, they go back and forth, and I'm not going to ruin the plot, you have to watch it. I thought it, most of it was pretty damn funny. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the Sword of a, a Thousand Truths, thank you, uh, Die. I think it's definitely worth watching, and I'll say this, it reinforces the opinion I've always had that the Alliance really is played by a bunch of ten-year-olds. Son of a bitch, I fucking knew it! Now, throughout the entire episode, they aired fake commercials for, like, suntan lotion, acne cream, weight loss stuff, a lot of other games that advertising. It, it was pimped out by Blizzard on their forums. A very well-done episode, very funny. Uh, and I'm trying to think, uh, there's two ways to look at this. Part of it is to say that World of Warcraft has become so large, it's become so mainstream, that it's now even finding an entire episode in uh, South Park, in, a, in, in this, uh, granted it's a satirical cartoon, but still, South Park's pretty freaking, you know, popular. Yeah, Schizo has a good point, and this is what kind of pissed me off. There was absolutely no Horde in the episode. Only the Alliance. No Horde at all. But, I mean, this is starting to see... This is a trend. I mean, a couple weeks ago, and I, I was reading on the forums, and I don't watch Stargate, but apparently Stargate SG-1 had several World of Warcraft references where some of the characters were playing it in the middle of having to do a mission or something along those lines. So... This is starting to show a trend, and this goes back to the overall picture that I was talking about you know, over the last couple months, is that gaming itself is very slowly creeping its way into the mainstream more and more and more. And it's you know, through vehicles like World of Warcraft that it's being ushered in there as quickly as it is. So it's definitely worth a download. Go to YouTube.com. You can download the entire episode. It's in three chunks because it is, obviously, it's a half hour worth of video. But you can dial in three chunks, watch the whole thing, very good quality. YouTube is so great. I never really realized how great it was. And I, tonight, it kind of sunk in even more. Before Mystic Mim, um, actually, she was she was stepping out of the room. We were doing final show prep about 20 minutes ago. And we were on YouTube, and I was showing her some uh, footage of, like, big surfing waves, because we were, you know, watching that for whatever reason. And I don't know how this happened, but I was searching for open ocean surfing. And I came across a Pixar Final Fantasy um, Easter egg. Apparently, during the movie, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, this was released five or six years ago, thereabouts, I think, yeah. Where Sony released, it was a very dismal failure at the box office, but it was supposed to be, this is another leap into the mainstream that cartoons or gaming tried to make and failed. But there's apparently an Easter egg, it's a hidden um, part, try porno tube. All right, you know I'm not, and no, I'm not gonna try that. I don't look at me like that. I'm not gonna try it. Porno too. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Um. Anyways, there's this Easter egg. It's about a minute and thirty long, minute uh, thirty seconds long. It's a fine. It's an Easter egg in the DVD, and what it is is it has all the characters from the movie doing the dance from Thriller, played to the music, and oh, it was great. I thought it was hysterical. It's only about a minute and a half long, but I thought it was great. I've never, I've never even heard of it. I didn't know it existed. Hell, I didn't even buy the movie. But I think it was kind of cool. And I guess, I, you know, I talked to Baron. He didn't, ever, didn't know anything about it. A couple of the guys declined didn't know anything about it. So go to YouTube, 
Search for Pixar, P-I-X-A-R, space Final Fantasy, and it'll come up. you got to watch. It's pretty cool. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, I finally, finally, after a year long, got my one-handed sword. That's not to say that I didn't have a, uh, you know, a decent staff and would have you equipment in World of Warcraft, and I very rarely talk about my you know, personal gear and experience and what have you in the game, but I finally got the Bloodcaller, of all things. I, I really wanted the Mage Blade from Molten Core, but the Bloodcaller from ZG Zagorub is badass looking. I think it's like a giant, fat, glowing scimitar. Like some kind of like Arab nomad would wield. Really pimp looking, too. It's really cool. And I tell you the best part about getting it was the fact that it was in a clan run. I, I not only earned it, but we as a clan earned it. We did it ourselves. I didn't have to latch on to one of the Uber guilds. And I know quite a few, and I have a, a few friends and a lot of them. And I have been offered times to go there uh, for a small fee, of course, because there are people who want it. And they would run me through to Golemag, and I'd have a chance to the Mage Blade. I've had a couple groups offer me to go with them to AQ40, and apparently there's a dagger that drops in there that does an insane amount of damage. I didn't want a dagger. But I, I, and I always, in the back of my mind, thought, you know, if I go and do this, I'm, not, I'm, I'm selling myself short. I'm also selling my clan short. Because I'm saying, you know what? You guys aren't good enough. We as a group aren't good enough to do our own work to get our own epics. And I always declined. I'm glad I did. You know, I most of my epics have, have come either from ZG or from mainly doing uh, either buying the materials to have it, you know, put together or PvPing myself. So with, you know, do, having done ZG, clearing it now on farm status and AQ20 we're doing now, things of that nature... Obviously, the gear improves, but it also it's a self, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment. So that's been very cool. And that's pretty much what I've experienced this week, actually. Quite a bit of gaming. It It's amazing what happens when you graduate college. You are looking for an even better job than the one you have now, and you actually have time to do things. Uh, not not just gaming, though. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I, do. I know I'm doing other things. I'm working in the yard all friggin' week. Yeah, get, I work in the yard, reseeding stuff in the front, pulling weeds, replanted a bush. 50, 60 degree weather. Today, finally, 75 degree weather, the Browns game's on. Of course, decent weather, my day off, I was just like, okay, get all my work done so I can watch football on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, I got to watch the Buckeyes smash Bowling Green, got to watch, you know, Auburn get upset by Arkansas, watch a few other things. Tormy weather, I thought, okay, I'm staying indoors, what the hell does it matter? Today... I'll stay indoors, watch the football game, watch the Browns game for a change. Nope. 75 degrees outside. I'm like, what a waste. So I ended up going outside anyway, so working in the yard. Yeah, 50 to 60 degree wet. Shut up, Harrow. With rain. Alright, not much rain. A little bit of rain. This this next story, this this part of the... This is the gambling one, and this really disturbs me, and it really pisses me off a lot. Yes, good, so unless you're not allowed to work since July because you've been injured and you can't receive an income. Yeah, there's that too. In which case, you're playing a lot of Warcraft. You, Molten, a couple of the other guys. For those who do not know, there is a bill. This pretty much only affects people in the United States. So, you foreigners, I know there's a lot of you tuning in from Denmark, from Australia, from Canada from Spain, from Italy, from Germany, from France, a couple of you guys in Taiwan. For those who do not know, there is a bill currently before the United States Congress 
that would ban. It's a writer build. It's been put on a writer to the... the hell is it? I think it's on the yeah, it's on the ports. It's not, there's a security issue that's going through the Congress that's going to be that's going to be voted on. It's a port protection bill, and obviously it's going to go through because we want to protect our ports. Well, they put a rider on this thing, and this is what really gets me, is that they're going to ban credit card and any online transactions to any gaming company of any kind online. Here's how this breaks down. Let's say you like to do online gambling at whatever your whatever your preferred gambling website is. And there's a ton of them, and for legal reasons, you're not going to hear me endorse one or the other. Know that there is a shitload of them out there, much like porn sites, they're everywhere. Hell, turn on ESPN sometime during the poker championships, you'll see a bunch. Anyways, if you play at any of these, and money is involved, whether you pony up money or you win money, anything involving either PayPal or a credit card or any other service online that involves money transactions... All of that will be banned. They are going to force the credit card companies and the banks stateside to prohibit anybody using their money, their credit, their way from being able to gamble any of it online. Now, there's a world of wrong here. Let's start off with the first thing. Uh, and you know what, I'm going to have to step... Uh, it was a Republican that put this through, and I, for those of you who have not figured it out and don't know, or haven't read MySpace, I am a Republican. I am a conservative. A right-winger. What pisses me off is the fact that somebody doesn't have the gall, doesn't have the balls, to put this up there on its own merit to be voted on before the Congress and the Senate. But they have to put it as a writer and attach it to a bill that has to do with our security as a nation while we're at war. That's pissed me off, number one. If you're going to write a bill, and if you think that much of it, if you are really behind your principles, you endorse this thing, and you truly believe this is the right way to go, that somehow you're going to save people from making mistakes, from getting addicted to gambling and having these, you know, suckos end up on the welfare system, then put the bill up there on its own merits, have it voted on in in public in front of everybody else. What and you know what, it's not just Republicans, but it's the Democrats that are all for this too. That's what pisses me that's pissing me off number two. Is the fact that neither party is stepping away from this, they're both all for it. That aggravates me to no end. Piss me off number three, and this is the biggest one, is who the hell is the American government, or any government, to tell me what I am to do with my money. Now, Schizo says, Schizophrenic says, most uh, credit card companies and banks already block transfers to the major poker uh, websites. I had not heard that. I know there's quite a few you can go to, like Texas Hold'em, you know, games like that, Omaha, Blackjack, where you can play, and, you know, it's very easy. All you need is a credit card. But who the hell is the government to tell me that I can't spend my hard-earned money any way that I damn well please. If I want to go and blow all the money on the line, then so be it. It's my choice. And the argument that these congressmen are putting forward and the senators who are, who are hoping to get in front of the Senate and vote on it, what they're trying to tell us is that, well, well see here, by prohibiting you for spending money on poker online, uh, you, you won't be spending your family's money, you won't be becoming addicted, and you won't end up on welfare. Really. So, there's altruistic goals here. 
the government simply doesn't want us to become addicted, waste our money, and end up on welfare, bankrupting our families, bankrupting ourselves, starving. Well, I applaud them. That's very thoughtful of them. Very nice. What a load of crap and a load of bullshit. You know what, and I do too. The reason why is they can't tax it. That's what the government has against us. Mark my words. And you know what? You could say, well, this is politics. Well, you're right. It is politics. And it's gaming. This is an online game. Now, granted, it's not one that we normally talk about here. Online poker is an online game played by millions across the world. There's more people playing online poker than are playing World of Warcraft. That's a fact. The government cannot tax online poker, and I guarantee you, the soonest they can figure out how to do that, put any kind of tax on the internet, you watch, they'll allow it to start playing again. They'll take that, they'll lift that ban on credit cards and everything else. You'll be able to, to bet online. Here's the other thing that this is where the logic is flawed, at least in my opinion. And think about this: if we're, if they're so worried about people becoming addicted to gambling, why is it that things in the states are legal, like the lottery? buying scratch-off lottery tickets, going to bingo night at churches. I mean, there's casinos every damn where. Every, there's a casino in driving distance wherever you live in the States. I promise you that. Within driving distance. Here in Cleveland, we've got casinos north of us in Detroit, even north in Windsor, uh, Canada. We've got them to the east in, in Wheeling, West Virginia. That's like five hours from Cleveland. You know, we've got them to the south, right across the border from Cincinnati and Nectucky. You've got them in Vegas, you've got them in Jersey, you've got them in Georgia, you've got them in Florida. And that's not including things like racetracks, slot machines, your buddy's poker night. If they were as altruistic in their goals as they claim to be, they would be outlawing gambling everywhere across the United States. The only thing that this is, is is stopping a convenience that I can gamble from a home. Otherwise, nope, i got to get in my car and perhaps, depending on where you live, drive four or five hours to blow all my money. Or drive 15 minutes or 30 minutes to go to the racetrack and blow all my money. Or go to bingo night or go to or spin it on the lottery. Uh, that's what this is. And don't get confused and make sure you need to call your senator or your congressman because this is going to go through. And I don't, I don't gamble online. I don't play poker. I don't. I know how to. You know, occasionally at the friend's house when we get together, I, we'll do it. But I don't care. This doesn't affect me one way or another. But I'll tell you what, is it is scary that this is a step in the wrong direction. This is one of those things that they're hoping, and they tried. They didn't want this to get out in the public. They wanted this to be swept under the rug. That's why they put it on a rider of a more important bill. There is absolutely no reason that something involving online gaming has anything to do with being put on a security bill for the United States, or for any nation for that matter. Here's what's going to happen. Gambling's not going to go away. A lot of these poker sites, I'm sure, are going to have to close their doors because they're not going to have any money incoming. But I tell you what, Americans who want to gamble are going to. They're going to put their money in foreign banks. London's going to get a bunch. Switzerland's going to get a bunch. People are going to put their money in foreign banks and then use those uh, those credit cards or those bank accounts to spend money online to gamble. The only thing it's really going to do is take the money away from American banks. This is a clusterfuck no matter which way you look at it. And it all has to do with money. Money that the government isn't getting because they can't tax it. Mark my words, that's exactly what the reason is. 
as soon as they figure out a way to tax online uh, poker, you better believe it's there. And you know what? There's a bigger picture here that you also have to look. And you may, you know, shake your head and say, no, nope, amp, amp, you're going, you're, you're way out on a limb here. You're overstepping your bounds. It's not going to happen. Can't happen. Not possible. Before you say all that, listen to me. Three weeks ago, if I said they were going to ban online poker because they didn't want people gambling themselves into the into the ground, you would have said, nah, that could happen. It's bullshit. They can't tell us what to do. Really? They're doing it. What's to happen six months from now or a month from now when they take it a step further and say, you know what? We don't want people using credit cards to pay for any kind of online gaming of any kind because they become addicted to the game. You know, they're not going out. Their social lives are, are being affected. Their family lives are being affected. You know what? They're they're not spending money elsewhere. The economy is going to be affected because they're not going to the movies or to the restaurant or to the nightclubs or to wherever. And they come to you or they start putting up bills on there for the next airport, you know, uh, security bill says, oh, guess what? You can't spend $15 a month to play World of Warcraft. You can't spend $10 a month to play Ultima Online. You're spending money on an online service, an online game, that you can become very addicted to. Very short order. And hey, China's already got something like this. They've already got a block as to how many hours in a day you can play an online game. This is not that far-fetched. And this is step one down that road that we do not want to go on. This is not just about gaming. This is about limiting people's freedoms in this country. That's a bad trend. That's a bad trend. Thank you. Schizophrenic said he posted a link to the online gaming issue, gambling issue on the general forums. Definitely check out. There's a shitload of articles. You can find them anywhere, everywhere now. Now, Schizophrenic says though, his opinion, the way to tax online poker is to legalize, uh, is to legalize having the servers in the United States. Because currently, you cannot do that. All the servers that are run right now, that and they'll market them to the United States, but all the servers themselves are located in other countries. Because you can't have it in the United States. It's not considered a legal form of gambling. And I suppose, yes, that's one way to tax it. What you do is you would tax the company itself because it would have its headquarters or its building or its uh, rights and permits in the United States. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is have any of these um, websites would have to have maybe buy a licensure in the United States. That they would have to pay either a royalty or a small fee to the government. If that's how they want to do it, that's fine. All right, like I said, if they want to find a way to tax it, and they're, they're going to, my bitch is what they're using as an excuse that they're looking out for us is a lie. The fact that they're not going to let this stand on its own you know, two legs, its own principles, is a lie. That's what aggravates me. That's what pisses me off. I pay enough money to the government in taxes every year. So do you. I shouldn't have anyone telling me that I can't go out and spend it on gambling. Now, it's one thing if you tell me I can't go buy a prostitute or go buy drugs. Yes, dear, I would not buy a prostitute. Not go out and buy a prostitute, not go out and buy drugs. Fine. That's different. There are other releases for gambling. It's not going to stop anything if that was their real concern, and it isn't. Educate yourselves on this, folks. This is not some boogeyman in the closet. This is legitimate. This is real. This is 1984 shit. You know, we're going down that road. Call your congressman. Call your senator. Call your, well, don't call your governor. I wouldn't do it. 
Thank you, DJ. America sucks. Laugh out loud. No more online credit card usage. Yeah. Thank you, fucking Canadian. But that's just it. I mean, you can go spend... Fi I know people that... I work with a guy that's a scratch-off addict. He'll blow a quarter of his... I've seen him blow half his paycheck on scratch-offs. You know? Four, five hundred bucks on scratch-offs wins ten dollars. Wins like a free ticket. Who knows? Eventually he's going to hit the big one and win like a million bucks. But he better hope he hits it soon. Anyways, I thought you should be made aware of this. And I, I think that it is important enough that you should know this. And I, and I believe it's, it's relevant enough because it is an online game. It is an issue. So there is that. So there you have it. All right, Burning Crusade, World of Warcraft, Part 1. Okay, unfortunately, this is going to be somewhat... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Somewhat abbreviated, simply because of the amount of time we have. We only go to 10 o'clock. And, but I felt this is important enough, and it's a, it's a current issue that needs to be mentioned, that needs to be posted, that you need to be made aware of. Because they are trying to get around it. They are trying to keep it on the down low. They don't want you to be made aware of this, because they don't want anybody making a big stink about it. So we'll get to that uh, in just a second after uh, we have a bit of a break, because Lord knows I need, some, I need a drink. So, hey, no commercials tonight, but I tell you what, you get some throwback old music. Yeah, it's just, just trust me. Yo, it's the green machine, gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle bass. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Go, 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 ninja, go, ninja, go. Rockin' the crowd the way it should be rocked With the Miami drop that you like a lot You know it's hit 
Vanilla Ice. Where would we be without him? From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack, of course. Alright, well that's the extent of me playing DJ for the, uh, for the moment. Okay, anyways, back to it. Alright folks, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Garden. You are listening to me live as I sit here in my plush studio here in Cleveland, Ohio. This is the Emperor's Court, and of course we are heading into the Burning Crusade Part 1, abbreviated. And we'll have this, this will be a three-part series over the next uh, three and a half weeks thereabouts. We discuss the upcoming changes, things that are happening now that the uh, Burning Crusade, the expansion for World of Warcraft is now into... Uh, thank you, excellent. Uh, thank you, uh, Pi equals three. Um, <clears throat> now that the uh, Burning Crusade is into uh, closed beta. So, yes, TD Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Thank you, Schizophrenic 4. Uh, yes, I know what it was. Anyways, um, the biggest thing I want to go over is two new races being released. And I, a lot of the stuff you may know, we're just going to go over and give you my thoughts on, on some of this. And, and we have touched it. We haven't got anything specific. So, here it is. Blood Elves and Draenei. Uh, the Draenei, Draenei, however the hell you want to pronounce it. Uh, are going to be the two races being introduced into the game. Uh, the Blood Elves being given to the Horde, uh, mainly because Blizzard can't find another way to balance the population, so their theory is, by giving the Horde a pretty race, or giving them Elves, which is what made the Alliance so ungodly popular, they will somehow be able to balance out the population racials, or the balance you know, of uh, Alliance versus Horde in the Burning Crusade. Now, I know I'm holding my breath as to how whether or not this will work, but that's the logic behind it. Here are the different skills it has. Uh, thank you, Pykels3, for getting this for me. Unfortunately, my links died for some reason, uh, but he's gone ahead and uh, brought this up for me. But the racials for the Blood Elves are, the first one is Mana Tap. You can activate it to drain 50 mana from your target and charge yourself with the Arcane Energy for 10 minutes. This effect stacks up to 3 times, with a 30 second cooldown and scales with level. Pretty beefy. Okay, the second racial they're going to have is called Arcane Torrent. You can activate this to silence all enemies within 8 yards for 2 seconds. So this is like a an AoE counterspell. Or, I'm sorry, an AoE silence like the priests have. In addition, you gain 20 energy or 12 mana for every charge of mana tap currently affecting you. Scales with level. Alright, the third one uh, is Arcane Affinity. 15 point skill bonus to enchanting. Note this also raises the cap by 15 at each level of enchanting. So this is kind of like how you know the torrents get a bonus when they want to pick up flowers and herbs. Magic resistance is increased uh, increases all magic resistances by five. So pretty nice, don't you think? Yeah, I, I know it's you, Harold. So I mean, those are four pretty decent. Okay, I'll, I'll take that back. It's two very decent. Uh, Skills. The magic resistance isn't that big a deal to me. The arcane affinity, I, I could care less about. You know, plus 15 to a skill means nothing because once you hit the cap, you're doing stuff anyways. But mana tamp and arcane, especially arcane torrent. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a blood elf? Somebody having an area of effect silence for two seconds? That is ungodly powerful. Here's the other thing that kind of ties into this, is that, and there's different classes that obviously the Blood Elves will be able to play, as will the Draenei. Um, in fact, we can, I'm going to bring that up right now, but two of the uh, things that are going to be interesting it's in changes, and you know this, because we've gone at this, we've talked about this ad nauseum, is the simple fact that they are going to have Paladins. Now, they're going to be called, I think, like uh, Shadow Knights of some kind. 
All right, but what they're doing is they're giving Blood Elves Paladins, so the only race in the Horde that can have them. Kind of like how Druids can only be played by Tauren or, or Night Elves, okay? So they're going to have the Paladin. Uh, the Blood Elves will also be able to have the Hunter, the Rogue, the Warlock, the Mage, and the Priest. Makes sense considering they're magic users. No Druids, no Shaman, no Warriors. I guess Warriors kind of surprised me, because I thought the logic I always heard from Blizzard was that Anybody can pick up a stick and start swinging it, so everybody can be a warrior. Well, apparently not if you're a blood elf. So, now, there is there is something um, that's being thrown as a bone to you warrior freaks out there. The paladin in the upcoming, and I know kind of all across the board here, but it's all going to tie together, trust me. The paladin uh, in the expansion is going to have things like taunt, it's going to have center armor, it's going to be able to actually tank, much like a warrior does. It's going to have very similar abilities. So, you're going to see warriors be phased out by a class that can shield itself, heal itself, get a free mount, and do all kinds of things. Now, uh, other than the name changing, you know, Blizzard has said that they want Night Elves to have Paladins and converse to the Draenor to have Shamans, because that way they don't have to develop instances different from each other. They don't have to think and plan out anything that's creative or different. This way, everything can be set, making it much easier for them. Yes, I know, very disappointing. Anyways, the Blood Elves, as far as lore goes, and, I, you know, I, I used to be into the lore, used to be into the story of Warcraft, with Warcraft 2. Warcraft 3 kind of killed it for me. I don't know why. That was not to say that it had a bad story, it just wasn't very interesting. You know, but apparently they side with the Horde because they feel betrayed by Illidan and some shit like that. You can go ahead and read it for, if you like. But... It, it, to me, from what I understand, from having read the war, or read the war the th during the Third War, having read the history of it, it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense for me that the Blood Elves would now turn around and join the Horde. That's just me. But if you don't, if you think the lore is fucked up there, wait till we get to the Draenei. The Draenei, the Draenei, whatever, are interdimensional space travelers. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, Schizophrenic's interrupting. He's, he says he has a quote from GameSpy uh, from one of the people that was playing it. Quote, as a warlock, when I used the arcade, the arcade, I think it meant arcane torrent, I silenced all nearby creatures for several seconds and regained a huge amount of mana. Warriors could use it to generate rage, and rogues could generate energy. Okay, well, I found that interesting because I thought they can't be warriors. Schizophrenic says I didn't find it because I never played a single-player campaign. That's besides the point! I read up on the storyline, so I was abreast of what was taking place. Why have said is my microphone booming? It's not supposed to be. Yes, I, I just made aware. I see that. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can't fix that. Yeah, arcade. Anyways, the Draenei are an interdimensional space travelers that are riding along in this huge-ass castle slash building that can open up wormholes or gates or something, shit like that that allows them to travel, and they get corrupted while they're in flight, and they end up in Azeroth, and they're going to land in Outland, which is where, which is the new place that this is going to be opening up. Now, apparently, Outland is supposed to be... Let's fix the microphone there. There we go. Oh, too much, too much, too much, too much. Why is this... This always happens. This is very aggravating. I have a very bad sound card. i got to get that replaced at some point. Anyways, Outland is the uh, the new expansion area that's going to be added to the world, and it's supposed to add... What is it, 10% of the total world? So, yeah, rather large. This will be like three or four new zones. Anyway, so the Draenei crash land here. They get corrupted somehow, some way, but 
a group of new ones, uh, or sorry, of good Draenei join the Alliance. Yes, yes, they fucking join the Alliance. Because, you know, there's got to be a group of new good guys. Just kind of like how the Forsaken break away from the Scourge. Now it's too low. Well, fuck you all. It's nothing. It's one or the other, buddy. It can't be both. I mean, you're making your ears bleed or you can't hear me at all. Here's the Draenei's racials. Uh, first one is the Blessing of Nauru. Is to activate to heal your target for 10 plus 3 levels every 3 seconds for 15 seconds. 1.5 second cast time and a 3 minute cooldown. At level 1, it'll heal 65 health and it heals 1100 at level 70 to give you an idea. So it's like having a flash shield built in. Well, not a flash shield. It's got... It's a one and a half second uh, cast, so it's like having a built-in uh, fucking give us North Rend. You know, and Schizophrenic has a good point. I want a North Rend too. You know, I wanted the Frozen Throne in there. I want to, you know, go that route. I don't care about Outland. Mainly because I don't really buy into it. That's one, but... Yeah, I know. But I kind of want a North Rend too. Alright, second thing. Heroic Presence increases chance to hit of all party members within 30 yards by 1%. Yeah, okay, to me that's irrelevant. Anything that's 1% increase means nothing to me. Gem cutting, which is going to be the, for the new jewel crafting uh, new jewel crafting profession that's going to be introduced, is the 15-point skill bonus to jewel crafting. And, of course, fourth one is shadow resistance, increases all shadow resistance by 10. Alright, so again, the last two are kind of throwaways, but the first two... I think the Blood Elves are going to come out ahead on this as far as uh, having two very good racials as opposed to only one, in my opinion, of the Draenei. Although, I do like the Blessing the Rue. That's a hell of a heal spell. I mean, would you want a mage carrying around that? You're going to have it. Because the Draenei are going to have... Uh, their six classes are going to be the Paladin, which I don't understand why they should be allowed to have a Paladin, but you're going to have a Paladin, a Shaman, a Priest, a Mage, a Hunter, or a Warrior. In my personal opinion, I think class-wise, people may play the Draenei more because the classes, they have more popular classes offered up to them. The Mage, the Priest, the Shaman, I mean, all six of those are very popular, if you really, if you really come down to it. You know, Druid isn't excessively popular. Rogue, in recent months, is, hasn't been exceptionally popular because everybody has them. Again, this is a matter of personal opinion, so... Uh, people, uh, uh, they bring up a good point. IRC. They're asking if gem cutting is going to be uh, is going to be a uh, main profession, and yes, it is. In answer to your question, uh, jewel crafting. Actually, I'm sorry, jewel crafting is supposed to be a new main profession, and that it's going to allow you, kind of like for all of you who played uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII and the Materia system that you could put the materia in slots on your weapons to give them special abilities. Maybe you gave, you know, an ice elemental or it gave you more hit points or it gave you a summon spell or something things of that nature. That's what this is going to be too. Where the jewel crafting, which is the new profession, will allow you to put slots in your weapons to customize them more the way you want. Kind of like how you can get an enchantment now. Well, think of being able to get three, four or five enchantments on a weapon where you can completely customize exactly the different abilities that it has. Let's take my blood color, for instance. Let's say that I want to put plus 30 spell damage on it. I want it to have, you know, plus 22 intelligence, and I want to have uh, life stealer or something like that, where I can adjust the different 
not only the damage it does, but also the stats, you will be able to do that with jewel crafting. Now, from what I understand, it's going to be very precise. It's going to be very, um, it's going to be very um, expensive to do. But everyone's going to be able to do it. I mean, no longer are you going to be stuck with only one enchantment. Just like you want to get an enchantment on, say, your shoulders or your belt, or, you know, which you can't really do. There are some you know, really crappy enchantments off for gloves. You will be able to customize everything. And this is one thing that's really pissed me off. Oh, yeah, again, Emperor's pissed off about something. And I've said this before. If you're a dual-wielding uh, class, and shamans are going to have dual-wielding in the, in the Burning Crusade, you can put two enchantments on. Yeah, I am a braggart. No, I mean let's okay. Let's take my hunter for for example. I can and I have two Dawn's Edge. I like I just like those and I dual wield. Okay, I can put plus fifteen agility on both. I give myself two enchantments or you know Crusader or Life Stealer or icy weapon, whatever the case may be. I can put two of those enchantments on and I can put a scope on my ranged weapon. As a caster, you can't. If you are a one-handed, uh, you know, if you're using one-handed and offhand. You can't put any enchantments on your offhand. You'll get fucked from the beginning. Casters really get ringed on this. And this, I thought it was always very unfair, and I thought it was very unbalanced. Not to mention, we can't put a scope on our wands. Everybody else can. We can't. I mean, paladins, warriors, dru shaman will. I don't think druids can dual wield. Hunters, rogues, all can dual wield. Yeah, druids don't have it. All have dual wield. All can get double enchantments. Well, with the jewel crafting system, I believe that at least the way they've explained it, all this goes away, this all disappears. Now you'll be able to put a variety of different enchantments, a variety of different changes on your weaponry. Again, like taking out materia and putting them in. And you're going to be able to, they're going to be interchangeable. You're, you're going to be able to change each one. So there are the classes and the races that the Draenei and the Blood Elves can have. And again, I, I give the edge to the Blood Elves as far as the racials go. I like two as opposed to the Draenei's one. However, I think the difference is the Draenei have better classes than what the Blood Elves got. And I don't, I still don't understand the logic behind taking warriors away from Blood Elves. I think that would have been, I, I think that would have been really cool. I think that would have been ideal, me personally, or at least, or giving them shaman. I mean, they're supposed to be magic users, but you take away shaman. But the Draenei can have shaman and paladins. So, uh, opening prediction is going to be as soon as the Burning Crusade comes up, there's going to be. Uh, 500 to 1,000 new Blood Elf female paladins running around the Outlands. You want my personal opinion, you're going to want to go a different route. And here's how. Also in the Burning Crusade is they're going to up the uh, level to 70. They're going to up the cap level to 70. So you'll be able to level up. There's new spells, new talents. We'll get to that in part two. We're not going to get to that tonight because there's a lot going on. All right? There's a lot to discuss tonight. If you want my personal opinion... If you want to play a paladin, and I think, and they're saying that they're going to have uh, the instances, the raid instances, and this ties in. Whereas 40-man raids used to be uh, the way of the game. Those are a thing of the past. They're a dinosaur. They're gone. All raid instances now are going to be 25-man raids. And the idea behind it is, again, they want to make it smaller, more coordinated, and by making them smaller, obviously more guilds can buy in. Here's how it all ties in. You're going to need paladins in your clan, in your group, in your raid. You're going to need two, maybe three, or whatever. Kind of like how the Alliance has them now. Obviously, the Horde doesn't. That's why the Alliance is able to raid much more effectively. I won't call it, you know, say easy mode, but a lot of the encounters are easy mode because they've got paladins. We do not as Horde. Start harvesting, start farming, start hoarding equipment for your paladins now. 
mail up to level 40, plate from 40 to 70, you know, magic items. And I know a lot of you already have, but take trust me when I tell you, start doing it now because prices are going to go through the roof on everybody's server, regardless of PvP or PvE or RP or whatever. The economy is going to go through the fucking floor on this stuff. Actually, go through the roof. I take that back. Start hoarding it now. Start buying equipment now. If you have a clam that you plan on doing 20 or 25-man raids, I highly suggest you detail four or five players off who you know are, one, have no life, two, are reliable, and three, power level like is their fucking job. And start giving them gear, start getting their shit together so that as soon as this thing comes out, you are leveling and, and get your clanmates to run through instances. Power level them as fast as you can. Easiest way to do it is take them back to the uh, to the old horde uh, stomping grounds. You know, rage. Uh, what is it? Um, rage fire chasm, the wailing caverns. You know, rage fang crawl. I'm just talking from the horde side since you know, they're going to have paladins. Train is the same way. All right, start building there. I mean, granted, the drawback is you're going to miss out on a lot of the new content when it first comes out because you're going to be busy doing that. But it's necessary if you want to be uh, competitive. You need to get those guys to level 70 quickly. Alright? If you're not interested in going that route or having to put up with all that bullshit, and trust me, everybody's going to be playing Paladins. I'm sorry, going to be playing Blood Elves. Your better bet is to start off just getting your old characters to level 70 and then think about working on your Blood Elves because it's going to take you a month or two to hit 10 levels at this higher rate. Okay? That's what you should do is spend your time getting your current characters to level 70. Here's where things kind of divert. One of the things Blizzard is trying to do with these 20 and 25 man raids, as well as raising the cap to level 70, is that they're trying to make the gear disparity, because this game is completely based on gear, and Blizzard's going to try and fix that. They're trying to. Is that by level 70, the blues that you get in your 5, 10, 15, and 25 man dungeons are going to be better than the tier 3 epics that people have now. So the epics that you're spending all your time on these uber 40-man raid guilds are busting their balls to get is going to be irrelevant, and that everybody, by the time they hit 70, is going to be playing on an even playing field. That's what they want to do. I think it's something that needs to happen. So before you continue to raid 7 days a week, killing yourselves to get the new raiding gear, know that it may help you level initially for the first 2 or 3 levels, very quickly, after that, it becomes irrelevant. So you got to ask yourself whether the time and effort is worth the is worth the effort. Is it worth your time? Think on that. My personal opinion is that you should be spending more time running twenty-man raids, or let's say you're a BW, you're a Blackwing Lair, or Anchorage, or you're doing an Axramus. What you should be doing is running Molten Core with 25 people, doing Anixia with 25 people, and practicing that kind of coordination. You're going to need it. DJ is saying that he thinks the Legendary Epics will probably get people to level 70. Yeah, it probably will. It probably will. But at level 65, 66, 67, you know, your run-of-the-mill casual player, semi-casual player like myself and the rest of us, are going to start seeing uh, a parity between uh, um, your gear, and now it's going to become a thing of skill. Yeah, well, you know, schizophrenic brings up a good point. Unless you like raiding, maybe that's what you like to do. 
you know, the 40 mads. And you know what? And that's fine. There's a lot of people out there who enjoy rating. Uh, more power to you. I'm just saying, speaking from a semi-casual standpoint, which is the majority of people playing this game, and the vast majority of people playing this game, that's how it's going to be. So if you're looking to avoid the rush of Blight Elves and the, uh, Blood Elves and the crush you're going to have, and let's face it, we'll be surprised. I will be surprised if the servers don't, you know, completely overwhelm and crash. Because everybody and their mother is going to log in and go to Outland to get in. I know they're putting in the new hardware and they're, they're planning on uh, bolstering their current servers to deal with the crush of people when it comes for the Burning Crusade. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to reactivate their accounts once they buy the expansion. Here's another prediction. And I know we're kind of getting away from exactly what the Burning Crusade is going to offer. And I think overall, the expansion, at least on paper, is going to address the majority of the problems that Blizzard has had to deal with in the last two years. And it aggravates me. It's taken them two years to get an expansion out, considering the you know, pitiful amount of actual new content they've released through patches. And let's be honest, it's been abysmal. That the that the little shit drivel that they've that they've put out for us as far as content patches go. My prediction is that the World of Warcraft Blizzard will be lucky to sell half of the amount of subscriptions they do in Burning Crusade, meaning they've got six million subscribers. If they sell three million copies of Burning Crusade, I will be surprised. I think there's that many pissed off and bitter people that don't want to take the chance that once again. They're sticking money into a, a set of problems that aren't going to be corrected. Now, 3 million copies is still a tremendous success for any game. But it's all relative when it comes to the burning curse to the to World of Warcraft. That, that's just me. Yeah, servers are starting, content cannot be found. Yeah, I, I, we had a lot more for the part one, folks. My apologies. We are we have run out of time. It's 10 o'clock. The issue is, again, I, I felt it necessary to get that little, that bit of current, somewhat breaking news on online gambling. I think it's important to remember, this is not effectively a World of Warcraft show, although it does take out the majority of the time that we discuss things here. Now, I will also tell you in the future, uh, now that the new site is launched at radiolinknet.com, is that this is going to change? That we'll be spending, we'll still be spending a, a good chunk of time on the World of Warcraft, but you're also going to see us branch out to far more games, which has always been our intent. We're going to do, we're going to have a more concerted effort to try that at least. You know, so with that in mind, look for that in the, in the near future, as well as some changes, not only in the format of the show, but we're going to be adding things to it, making it better, making it streamlined. All right, it is 10 o'clock. Wow, time flies. We had a small break, too. At any rate. Well, as always, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the HarborBlueGroup.com and BlizzLink.com, and remind you that our new site at RadioLinkNet.com is live, is active. The forums are up. The site is up. We're making a few tweaks. Uh, we're making a few changes, so look for that in the next several weeks. But definitely check it out. It's well worth it. In the meantime, you can find all of our archive shows, mine as well as A State of Warcraft by Air for Life, uh, that airs every Wednesday. You can download it on the website at onejuraborn.com. If you like uh, Warcraft 3 and his shoutcast information and all the news that's going on, definitely check it out. I want to thank our in-studio producer, Mystic Mim, for doing what she does. I appreciate all your help, hon. Thank you very much. 
and I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Let's be honest, folks. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. And obviously, the unspoken thing, we thank our sponsors, as always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in next Sunday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard for the Emperor's Court. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.